0: to Sister Speak Fringe, where we discuss the final season of the Fox series Fringe from a sister's point of view. I'm Sister
1: Jay. And I'm Sister K, And welcome to episode 33. Let's get started. Okay. All right. We are here Talk. Uh, we are back and we are late, but we are here to talk about Fringe uh, episode three. Of season five, titled "The Recordist," and um, this episode was a tad bit nasty. And
0: um, it was very nasty.
1: Yeah, and not one of my favorite episodes. No, it was I kind of boring. Like some of the interactions in the episode. That's true. That we had with our key characters. That's true. But um, anyway, so I guess we need to start out with. The beginning, excuse me, where um, they're trying to dig out more tapes out of the Amber in the lab. And they find another tape, but when they play it, it's not the next one in the series. It is the fourth tape. Is it the fourth one? I thought it was the third. Third or fourth tape. It's not in sequence. It's the fourth. It's the fourth tape. So, um, in the videotape, Walter is talking about... Um, they need to find this crucial element, and he gives some coordinates mm-hmm. to that end up being to this rural, rural. I can't ever say that rural uh, place in Pennsylvania um, that basically is woods when they get to this spot when they go by. Well, that's the what northern Pennsylvania lat- is, is. Latitude wood. and longitude. It's basically just a highway with woods around it mm-hmm. at first. Hmm. And then they realize that there are people living there.
0: Well, first of all, let's back up. Okay, good. A <clears throat> couple things before they even get out on the road. Did you notice that Walter is eating grapevines in the video? Yes. Not red vines, grapevines. Okay. And also, when Walter on the videotape is given the coordinates, because I rolled it back, he clearly says longitude 49, something, something, something. And then when Olivia repeats it back, she says forty six. And then Eda says, "Are you sure?" And then that's when Peter says, "Oh, trust me, she's sure." But it was forty six. So my question with that, by the time we get to the end, is well, is three degrees off that? I don't recall that. Yeah, what I recall on the episode because I had the words on. What I recall on the
1: episode, well, there's more than one number in a Latitude and Longitude. So I know. What I recall is that the take kind of skips. They fix it a little bit. They have to try to fix it. They go back and play it again. And, of course, we know our Olivia has photographic memory. And so that's how I took it is that she repeated it. Photographically, I didn't notice that she said a different number. She said a different number. I don't number. think it was a different number. It might have well, been your words was. on your TV. Now
0: it was a different number, and but that's not even my, my issue. My my issue is, or my question is, since it is fringe, is if the if there's a three degree difference in your coordinates, how close together? Would that be still? Because, see, they were out in the woods when they encountered those those people with the messed up skin. But then they had to walk them to their base camp. So, right. maybe they would have ended up there anyway. Maybe they would have been there anyway. You see what I'm saying? So, anyway, that's what I thought. Okay. Good. Well, you know, of course, Astrid stays behind so she can... Uh, uh, Try to fix the tape and everything. Yeah. So that's the only reason she wasn't with them. Okay. Well, can we skip ahead to these nasty people? Yeah. Well, I was going to say suddenly, you know, these these human beings with this nasty.
1: Nasty-ass,
0: black, bark-looking... Skin. Scabs. Sc- yeah. They were like scabs on or their skin. Scabies but, but they, or something. But they, they did... <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> they didn't cover their whole face or their whole arms, looking, but it was I enough. I can hardly look at these people was a nasty episode when nasty. they were on the scene, and the whole episode was about them. So,
1: and when Walter went to shake that one dude's hand, yeah,
0: and I was like, <laughs> "Don't touch it! Get some gloves on!" <laughs> yeah, but as uh, the leader of them, or the one Edwin, who, Edwin, as he said, he says, "You know, you breathe in the air, so you already infected." Mm-hmm. But still, I know that's. Mm. But the nasty part was was after they they hadn't even been there. Well, yeah, because it, it was the next day, so they had been there overnight, and Walter and Olivia already started growing in those scaly things. I know that was gross. Mm.
1: Well, so this is the point, the part of the episode that I was like, okay, what? So they get there and they find out that this group of people is basically like a resistance, but they're more like historians. And they're keeping track of all the key things that are happening in the world or that they're aware of. Mm -hmm. And they have these, like, excuse me, hologram cubes. cubes. Mm -hmm. They keep records of everything. And so I'm thinking, okay, why?
0: What for? Well, he said it was so they could document human history because the observers now control everything.
1: Okay. Yeah, I remember that.
0: So he said that, then because uh, because what happened was, as they're led into the camp, Edwin he recognizes Walter, and he says, "Doctor Bishop, you know." And so Walter's wondering, "Well, how come? How, how come you know me?" They, yeah, they kind of know everybody. Right? At least
1: the little boy knows. Everybody. Well,
0: but but Edwin tells him, "You know, we thought all of you guys were dead, and you look exactly like you look. You know. Yeah. Everybody seems so fascinated that they haven't aged or nothing." That comes up in almost every episode. You notice that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I guess is, is, is to keep reminding us, okay, it's been a whole long time for these folks out here, but it's only been like a couple couple weeks for them or a couple days. Anyway, so he takes Walter into the to the little, uh, I would call it like a library, a secret library room or something where all those holograms are. And he's showing Walter like, you know, All the newspaper articles on the fringe team over the years and stuff and and everything and talking about, you guys are famous. And while he's doing that, then his son, River, I didn't like that. Whatever, I don't care. Well, but... Who cares about the kids' names? Well, because there's only one River, and that was on Firefly. Oh,
1: okay. They
0: could have picked a different name. All the names in the universe, they didn't have to name the kid River. I
1: didn't even think about that.
0: Oh, that's the first thing I thought about. I I was too busy looking at
1: these stamps. Y'all can't take
0: Summer Glau's character. Anyway. I was
1: too busy looking at the scabs.
0: I wasn't paying attention to no names. Anyway, but I found it interesting that the little comic book characters of the French team that he drew... Some of that stuff actually happened.
1: Well yeah, because he obviously took it from the history. Yeah. The history of so. uh, holograms and stuff.
0: So they was kind of looking at him and so anyhow. Okay.
1: They find out that there is a um, a gold mine or Astrid, I guess, mentions, sees it on the uh, tape, mm-hmm. that there's a gold mine containing this red quartz stuff, crystals, mm-hmm. that is a power source that they could use for whatever they're needing to find it for. But when they get to the mine, they they immediately um, see a body, or they realize when they pull up the string to this like big well, mm-hmm. there's a body all covered in the scabs.
0: At the bottom.
1: At the bottom. So... Walter deducts that well apparently this crystal makes that happen a lot quicker.
0: Well, quicker, but before they even went to the mine, Walter Walter talks to, to Edwin and says, you know, they seem to have an extreme some kind of extreme kind of psoriasis on their skin. And it looks like it's a it's a, it's a severe reaction to the atmosphere of the observers. And remember in a previous episode uh, Etta, Etta pointed out those big, huge um, generator things that they're building. Mm-hmm. It puts more CO or carbon dioxide, mm-hmm. excuse me, carbon monoxide into well, the but air. I don't
1: believe that was the true reason. I think it's that crystal because all, I think of it them, is. all of them are in that air. Yeah. So why wouldn't all of them have the little black scabs? I think it's more to do with their location to the the crystal. I think so, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And not the
2: air so much.
0: Mm-hmm. But anyway, that was just too gross for me. It was really, really nasty. You know. So it was nasty. In the
1: meantime, in the city, I guess, they figure out that the fringe team is, is crossed a checking, a barrier, checkpoint. They've taken out a checkpoint, and so they've tracking them. Well, two of those... To Officers to tell Winmark, Captain yes. Winmark. And they're tracking them to this area in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And so um, one of the loyalists that Etta knows gets wind of it because they
0: got some insiders. Well, evidently he is a... Infiltrated. Right. He's a resistance yeah. fighter, but but he's a, he's posing as a loyalist. Infiltrated. And mm-hmm. he, they
1: told him, okay, they're on <laughs> their way, so y'all might want to do what you need to do
0: mm-hmm.
1: and get the heck out.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, th- this was a... I just didn't... I don't know. Well, it was, I just didn't, it was a lackluster like, episode in that this is what I didn't like about it. I wanted them to be about the business of telling us more about the observers, how they're going to get out of this mess, where's September and stuff. Well,
1: I want And not to this quit, side
0: issue. Yeah,
1: the side shit to me takes away from what I want to see. Exactly. Which is the interaction... Of Walter, Astrid, Peter, Olivia, and Etta. Yeah. And I want to see more Peter and Olivia because, honestly, now that we've got all these damn characters and all this shit happening, we don't have enough of them together either rebonding or not or not. Right. Or not and where's the shark? Well, whatever. And where's broils? Well, whatever. But that we don't even have the key people bonding or not bonding or dealing with whatever they need to deal with. We get a snippet though, which is the only real good part of this episode that I liked mm-hmm. was when, um, Peter and Olivia go to the car to get that weather stripping yep. for Walter to make a suit so that they can go down into that well or tunnel or whatever and get that crystal without getting the bur the, the scabs. I'm yeah. Without scabs. dying. Yeah. Anyway, that was the part I liked the best. Well, actually that, and there's another part, But that's what I want to see. I don't want to see these scabby-ass people. (laughs) I don't want to see... I don't care about that. You know? And I know it's central to the story of them trying to get all the parts together for whatever the hell Walter had in the video. But that's what I want to see. So I like the scene where they're talking and and Olivia... Oh, and this was... I like this part too. Okay, sorry. I kind of just remembered what I was going to say. Well, in that video... you know. While they're trying to figure out what they're trying to find and all this stuff, uh-huh. um, and that little boy, River, is talking to them, uh, Peter says to Olivia and Etta, says, Oh, remember that time we went to oh, somewhere yeah. in New York to that restaurant? Mm-hmm. And we saw this kid there, and, and she's got this weird look on her face, and she's like, no, I don't remember that. And then Peter, that, I loved it, because his face is like... Something's yeah, up. yeah, sure you do. Because he knows she's got a photographic memory. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Yeah, you know, remember that restaurant it starts with a D something? I can't remember." And she's like, "No, I don't remember. Mm-mm, no." And Ed is so just looking know, at her like, "Well, Ed is looking at both of my. Like, yeah, what, what the hell's going on? Well, what's is he going he, on? Why does he keep asking her that? Yeah, because he
0: asked her like, three, and four, five like times." And Wendy like looking
1: off to the side, like, "I don't know. Mm, I don't know.
0: I don't remember." And I'm thinking, "What the hell is she acting so hinky mm-hmm. for?" But then you find out. So then
1: when they get to the car, and I was like, ask her, Peter, ask her. What's wrong with her? <laughs> uh, you knew she's he was like, going to ask her. How do you not remember that? And she's like, it was Donato's or De- Denario's or something.
0: Demonos. Something. Demanos something, De-
1: Whatever. Something, something with a D. Yeah. And, and of course, she remembered right away. She's like, but I don't want to think about all that. I don't mm-hmm. want to remember when she disappeared. I don't want to remember what we went through. She's like, I feel like that. It was my punishment for, or her disappearance was my punishment for not appreciating what I had at the time.
0: Well, well, she was ambivalent at the time, whether she wanted to be a mother or a career woman. Mother yeah. or, you know, further her career and stuff. And she felt guilty about even wanting to, wanting anything more than just being somebody's mother.
1: Yeah, I
0: guess. That's it. Well, so that's, that's what, what she meant. Yeah.
1: And Peter, I like his reaction. He's like, look. That was good. We have a second chance at being a family together. we I never thought that I would see you guys again. Mm-hmm. We have a second chance. I don't want to waste it thinking about what if or feeling mm-hmm. bad about how we got here. We just need to live in this moment while we can. And I, I like that. that. Yeah. yeah like because that that's answer. true. Yeah.
0: That's true. So, you know, while Walter's building this little suit. That's when Edda finds out that they're being tracked by the loyalists. And Walter says, well, he's got to have some copper. So Edwin says, well, there's this camp, you know, camp rednecks, basically, it's what he said, <laughs> d- down the way. But, you know, they don't like dealing with people. But I contact them on my little ham radio, and we trade things sometimes. So, yeah. you know, Edwin devises this whole little thing.
1: See, I, now... Go ahead.
0: Sorry. He devises his whole little thing. First, he says, well, he ain't going to go help you because, you know, I got to preserve my life for my son. Mm -hmm. But then I guess he decides, you know, I can't just hide all the time. Uh, uh, So I've got to do something. So the way the story goes, they lead you to believe that he's contacted this redneck dude down at the other camp and they have... Um, agreed. Agreed to 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 trade some items for copper. So once they get ready to go to this camp, Olivia, Peter, and this Edwin were supposed to go. And then Edwin gives them the these maps and charts and stuff. And says he'll trade for this. Uh, I'm not going. And I thought something was up then when he said that. I,
1: well, to me, it was too convoluted because I'm like,
0: yeah, it didn't have to be that convoluted.
1: <sighs> I lost it either. I Quit paying attention.
0: That's probably what you did.
1: Probably. Because I was like, I don't understand. Why why do they keep focusing on this fool? I'm not going. I'm not going. And then he has a conversation with his son. Mm -hmm. And then he says, well, I don't agree with y'all even going down there. I don't think it's even necessary, blah, blah, blah. And then he goes, oh, well, go ahead and trade this shit for the copper.
0: Mm To me it was just too much. Well, he had decided after the conversation with his son, he had decided that he's got to man up, so to speak. Yeah, I guess. And do what needed to be done for the good of the people. Because Walter had already said, you know, I need this stuff because I know a plan to defeat the observers. But... I got to have all these little items, and one of the items is is here, and and that's why, you know, we we came here. So, anyway, so he sends Peter and Olivia to this bogus location way out in the woods that wasn't even nowhere near that camp. Right. While he he went to the mine, and he he mined 40 pounds of that red crystal quartz because they needed 40 pounds of it. And, of course, he going to die. You know. So by the time Olivia and, and Walter. Okay, why the hell couldn't he wait for the suit? <laughs> because the loyalists were coming. True. They had to hurry True. up and get out of there. Okay, this is my favorite scene, though. No, after he died and everything and they get ready to leave. <laughs> this is my favorite scene. Because okay. I'm old school. And so they they have some, some guy is driving their Jeep. And he's racing down the, the road, you know. And of course, the loyalists are going after him because that's the car that the fringe team's supposed to be in. Yeah. Well, it was some farmer dude. And once they stop him, he says, Hey, I, I just found this on the side of the road with keys in it, you know. That, that That's all So then they go back to the French team They got this old caddy station wagon Oh. caddy okay. We talk about probably 1969 or 70 model And and they have jerry-rigged it So the motor come on They all jump in Walter jumps in the back seat And the window's down And Walter said Now that's a ride <laughs> And I was cracking up I was cracking up Because you know that's probably what he drove back in the day.
1: The, the only part of that scene that I really... I love it. Or the, the scene that I liked of that scene, or that part I liked of that scene, was when they were getting in the car, and, you know, Peter and Olivia in the front, mm-hmm. Edna Walter in the back, mm-hmm. and Olivia reaching back in the I scene know. to grab Edna's ankle. ankle and just kind of squeeze her leg mm-hmm. and just say, Okay, I just want to make sure you were here, mm-hmm. and okay. And that then was Etta sweet. And kind of looking up at her and... Olivia kind of looking back, like you would do. Yeah. See, this is what I was thinking in the beginning of the episode. Was it last week or maybe it was this week where, no, it was last week, where she felt so uncomfortable Mm -hmm. around Etta because it's not, she doesn't know what to do now. She knew, you know what you want to do with a three-year-old. You want to hug them and cuddle with them and fix their hair and help them get dressed and feed them and all that stuff. But then, what do you do now with a twenty-seven-year-old? You can't do that because yeah. they're going to be like, "Get
0: off me!" You know? <laughs> yeah, but so, that was sweet, though.
1: That's what I like about that it because now she's like, you know what? I'm going to live like Peter said. We're going to exactly. live today. day. I have a chance, and
0: I'm going to do some of what I would do with mm-hmm. if she was three. Well, but she no, just wanted to let her know that 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 she loved her and she's. She's, you know there. Yeah. She's glad that she's there. And mm-hmm. but but I thought <laughs> Edda's response was perfect. Cause she kind of smiled, you know, a little bit, but and and, and then she put but her, she
1: but you could she, tell she liked right. It.
0: And she put her hand over Olivia's hand. So yeah. oh that was a sweet moment though. That was really good. That was a very good moment. But yeah, my favorite part was when Walter said, Now this is a ride <laughs> Yeah. That was that was pretty That bad. was funny. Oh, uh,
1: well, I think uh, we did have a couple of voicemails. Oh, cool. And so let me go ahead and play them now. Thanks. Okay, cool.
2: Hi, sisters. It's funny. I'm, I just listened to your last podcast. It was terrific as usual. Um, I do want to say that I'm with you. I believe it was Sister J. It is plausible that Henrietta might have been raised by the observers. They have not said how she was raised. And true, true Sister Kay, she, she said she's been looking for them her whole life. But think about it. She was left at about three and a half years old. She didn't start looking for them when she was five years old. She had to be much older. And then why isn't she looking for them? Why isn't she looking for them because the observers told her to look for them? It is plausible. So this this is what I mean. I think it's something we should explore. Also, I enjoyed um Friday's um uh, show. It, it was good. Is the whole series going to be about them running from place to place like Revolution uh, looking for pieces to put together whatever's in his uh his head? Um I don't know. It. Well, I do enjoy the show. It's, it's great, but I, I, I don't know why I enjoy your podcast more. Looking forward to hearing to next week's podcast. Take care. And I did call to make sure your new phone number is working. Regards, talk to you next week. Bunny. Bye-bye.
0: Oh, thank you,
1: Bunny, for that excellent ex- Excellent voicemail. Thank you, Bunny. Wow. And thank you for letting us know that the voice number works. Yay. You know, I mean, I understand what you and Sister Jay are saying is that, mm-hmm. you know, if she was raised by the observers, it could be that, you know, they have ingrained in her how to search for them or yep. to get
0: information for them. I mean, she but could be a spy. You I never know. just don't think that that's it. But you never know. And if it is But it, like Bunny said, she said it's plausible.
1: Yeah, I just don't...
0: I mean, it's a possibility. I just don't <laughs> think so. Anyway, thank just you, Just because Bunny.
1: of the emotion that she's got, you know, when she found them all, mm-hmm. I don't think she would go through that just to turn them in and not have a relationship with them.
0: Well, you, know? you never know.
1: You never know. And, um... The uh, yeah, I I just don't see it. We just talk about
0: it. It's a possibility.
1: Anyway, thank you, Bunny. Thank you, Bunny. That is very, very for the voice nice and thank you for enjoying the podcast. Yeah,
0: we're glad you're enjoying it. <clears throat> And I agree with you, Bunny. I hope not, but I think this last season is going to be the episodes with them running round and round, finding all these pieces, and then probably a two-part finale where they put all the pieces together and defeat the observers or something. But I hope they have other stuff, you know, yeah. and not these and, and by other stuff, I don't mean more, more uh, people creatures.
1: Yeah, Yeah. I'm I'm hoping that, you know, we don't get bogged down with, like, again, all these side issues Mm -hmm. and characters that we don't get. You know, look, this is the last season. I want some of the relationship shit (laughs) tied up.
0: You know, I don't want to just go, yeah, you
1: know, and it'd be
0: done and that's it. I want Nina Sharp. Where is she at?
1: Well, yeah, well.
0: <laughs> yeah, oh. you know, I love Nina. Anyway, okay.
1: All right, well, that is it. We didn't have any email or iTunes reviews or anything like that. So okay. please send us your feedback on the Fringe podcast. Let us know if you're even listening out there. <laughs> I know it's been a while, but we, we tried. We're going to gonna get back in the groove. Well, yeah. Yeah,
0: it's, we're going to. It's
1: hard to podcast on friends right now.
0: Well, yeah, I know. Because the
1: side, I don't know.
0: But we have to. We yeah. promised.
1: We did. We did. Okay. So, if you would like to send us some feedback for next episode, please do so at sisterspeak um, at gmail.com. Our website is sisterspeakpodcast uh, dot com. We're on facebook.com slash podcast. You can find us on Twitter at underscore sister J and underscore sister K. And we are also on Get Glue, usually, but not late, not the last week, watching uh, Mm -hmm. the episodes and get gluing our thoughts. I don't know what the word is. I'll just say get gluing. Get gluing. Our thoughts on the episode. Well, I think that's it
0: for now. I'm Sister K. And I'm Sister J. See you next time.